0: I kind of opened up to and turned over my life to Him, and that was a game-changer.
1: Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Joyce Claus. Though Joyce has faced struggles and adversity, her outlook on life has stayed steadfast, and her faith in God has only grown stronger. Welcome to this episode of Behind My Journey. My name is Quinn Eaton and sitting with me today is Joyce Claus. Joyce, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to sit down and do the Behind My Journey podcast.
0: Glad to be here.
1: And you mentioned before we started that this is your first podcast. You said you've done some interviews and things like that, but this is the uh, introduction for, for podcasting for Joyce Claus, is that right?
0: Yes, this is new for me. Okay,
1: well, we appreciate you taking some time to do this. Um, Joyce is or has been working as a consultant, is that right? Mm -hmm. Um, You went to the, or you have been going to the journey for 10 years.
0: Around that, yes.
1: (laughs) Trying to do the math. (laughs) Um, And then you actually volunteer with the journey in a lot of different capacities. You work with uh, takeoff, base camp, and then you even help with the uh, annual Four Callaway offering.
0: Yes, I do. So mm-hmm. it sounds
1: like those things would keep you busy, especially I know that 4 Callaway offering that happens every year. I'm sure that that takes a lot of time and effort as far as trying to organize everything. Um, what what kind of uh, things do you do, just maybe for some people that are listening that aren't familiar with some of those things that you volunteer with? So, Take Off, Base Camp, and of course, the 4 Callaway offering.
0: Well, Take Off, of course, is part of our pre K program for kids. And I, in the past, have worked. Um, with Base Camp. And that is actually uh, for volunteers' kids. And we want to make sure that most of them are going for one service and Mm -hmm. then they have another service that they're participating in, at least part and we wanna keep it kind of fresh and new for them so they're not just repeating. Mm -hmm. So I had a great time um, working with that and um, have three wonderful little girls that I've (laughs) been following and and enjoying watching them grow up. And um, then also this year, I've had the opportunity to uh, help Jen Johnson with, um, the big ideas packages that are going out too.
1: Oh, wow. And what is that? I I know a little bit about that, but maybe for some people that are listening, the big ideas stuff that's happening. So,
0: so for, um, preschool, there's really three main ideas that we really want the children to internalize. And those are God loves me. Um, God made me and Jesus wants to be my friend forever. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing with that is every week we're putting together kind of a, a craft idea centered on one of those messages that they can take home with them and um, the parents can talk about that a little bit more with them. Yeah
1: I think that's really great and anytime I've heard Anyone, especially people that I've sat down with for the behind my journey podcast that volunteer with the kids, just all the stuff that the journey is doing with, you know, our younger generations, I feel like is, is really beneficial and, and really important. So to be a part of that Joyce, thank you so much for of course volunteering. Cause I know that probably keeps you a little bit busy, but maybe giving back is something that you really enjoy as far as oh, helping. it's
0: a joy to do. Yes.
1: Okay. So we got a little bit of information there about, you know, you as a person, um, let's, let's kind of dive into your faith journey, right? Because that's the idea of the podcast. you had said that you'd listened to a couple of these episodes before, and I appreciate that. I had somebody come on a couple of episodes ago and say they were big fans and <laughs> that was a little bit embarrassing for me, but so you know how this podcast kind of works. Um, let's go ahead and open up with this question. Uh, and it's, it's a big question, but Explain how and when you placed your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior.
0: Okay, well, that's actually kind of an interesting question. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of my background, I was raised um, in the Methodist Church and, of course, was baptized as an infant Mm -hmm. and went through. I taught Sunday school um, and was a regular attend. You know, my family, we would attend every week. Um, So I was very active in the church at that time. In college, um, I had um, some challenging things happen. I was assaulted and so that kind of changed my projectile for a little while. Um, I was very angry and kind of went away from Mm
1: -hmm. most
0: everything, quite honestly. Then. Fortunately, I found a wonderful man. We got married, had kids. We really didn't go to church on a regular basis. Um, there were a number of reasons for that. We we're still processing, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but we did keep God in our lives in terms of um, raising our children, reading the Bible, those types of things. Um, when we moved here, we continued with the traditional kind of church pattern however for me um it was interesting i i didn't feel i I felt like i was missing something um and i wanted to grow there was something more i needed to do And um, it was interesting because uh, we ended up going to Journey um, once, and it was very different and very controversial in in a number of ways. (laughs) Um, But it was refreshing to me, and it started me pondering and thinking more about my relationship with God and what I was here for and as a result of that I made that change um, and have been going to journey my, like you said for over 10 years now it seems incredible yeah. but um, and Matt will get on my case if I'm <laughs> really off on that but it seems like 10 years it's gone by fast And it's been a remarkable opportunity for me to grow in my relationship with God, with Jesus, and also um, really do what I think we are here to do, and that is to share and care for each other Mm -hmm. and love each other and um, journey has given me the opportunities to do that and, right. and, and grow in my faith.
1: And what, from what it sounds like is you always had a relationship with God, but there was just distance at certain points in your life. So how was it that the journey brought you back to where you're like, okay, I, I know I had some things happen and I had some questions, But now I really do want to dedicate my life to Christ.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, there were actually a lot of things that I had not gotten right. I just didn't understand. And um, I guess um, I had always thought, okay, I've I've got to read my Bible. So I'd read my Bible. I'd always start off. At the very beginning, which is the Old Testament, I hit those laws and who begat who, and it wasn't speaking to me. Right. And also, I always felt like I wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a really fundamental thing that a lot of people struggle with. Um, I felt I had to do more and be better so that I would be good enough for God. And at Journey, I really was able to realize the whole concept of grace. Mm -hmm. And I I tend to be someone who really likes control.
1: I can relate (laughs) to that, um,
0: (laughs) And it's important. And I finally realized, you know, Joyce, when you're saying, you know, that you're not good enough, basically that's kind of you trying to continue to be in control in Mm. the driver's seat here. You know, God says that you and everyone else that he created is good enough. And who are you to say differently? That's really arrogant. So then I kind of opened up to... And turned over my life to him and that was a game changer
1: right and did you feel like there was a missing piece along the way because I know you've kind of you know conceded that you felt like or at least you told told yourself that you weren't good enough was that a true feeling that you had or was that just something that you were saying to maybe kind of give yourself some distance. Oh,
0: no. I think it was a very true feeling. And sometimes I still struggle with that. I want to be better for God. Mm-hmm. But I realize that's a continuum, you know. And he is working in me. Um, and I need to f- focus on what he's doing, not so much about me. Because it's really not about me.
1: Right. Yeah. And you say that you really emphasize like you having control and i can relate to that um i've i've kind of dealt with anxiety and things like that throughout mm-hmm. my life and so it's always been about control for me and i personally had to say one day okay i'm not in control god's in control is that something that you kind of it was like for me a snap of the fingers and it was just super clear was that something that you can relate to mm-hmm Maybe not with anxiety or anything, but just that oh, control oh, yeah. aspect.
0: Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's very freeing mm. when you let go. And um, I know in um, 2019, I had a, a reaction to a shot, and I ended up paralyzed in the hospital. And Oh, my god! Well, it, it, yes, it was really overwhelming, but also it was very enlightening because God was there through all of the challenge of that and I really felt his presence and you know I had no control over what was going on at that point mm-hmm. point. and um, also it was a way you know I in letting him in at, and be so close and I mean, that was the one constant for me mm-hmm. then, and I, I think it also helped others who were caring for me because, you know, I would talk about that, and um, I, I know that um, one of the the people who um, cared for me said, "Wow, you know, this is this is really something that you you're." you know, really having this kind of faith. And, right. and that was very powerful to them. So maybe that got them thinking too. I yeah. hope so.
1: Well, God works through mysterious ways.
0: Yes, he does. Um,
1: but what was that recovery process like? Because I, I feel like in that instance, it would be very easy for you to say, oh, what was me? Like, why do bad things happen to good people? But you turn that into a learning process for yourself as well as other people that were around you.
0: Yes. So I think it's important as Christians to realize that life is not going to be smooth sailing all the time. Um, And that is just the way it is. Mm -hmm. We're in a broken world. But the good news is that God's with us no matter what. And that's very powerful so um you know it's all about developing that trust in him to see you through the good and the bad Mm -hmm. and um it you know it was very challenging i i'm not going to um, say that it was easy Mm -hmm. there were times where there was a lot of struggle, a lot of despair. But at the same time, I knew God was there. And I held him very close. Um, And also, you know, the church was with me, too.
1: And that was something that really helped you along the way?
0: It did, you know. And there were so many people in the community. You know, I, I still go in to And there'll be people who, when they hear my name, they'll say, oh, well, we were all praying for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And these are people I don't even know. So, you know, that's part of, I think, the Christian community. And and that's really church. We, um, you know, Jesus wanted us all to be the church. Mm -hmm. And so it's powerful. It's very powerful.
1: And so you've been going on the journey for 10 years. Do you feel like you would you would kind of mark that as the turning point as far as, okay, this is where I want to have a relationship with God, or at least maybe maybe in the beginning whenever you were younger, because I don't want to speak for you, of course, so you can just mm-hmm. jump in whenever you, whenever you want, but maybe whenever you were younger, it was a little complicated, but then whenever you got to the journey, you said, okay, this is a church that I really enjoy. This is a church that I feel like there's a community to this. There are people that care about me in this building or just in, in this movement, really, because a church can be a movement as much as it is a place. Um, was it was it sort of like that kind of feeling where you just felt like this was the right place for you? Because I know that you mentioned earlier that there were some controversial things whenever you first came to the journey, uh, and I assume that that's maybe like the music, things like that. Was
0: it? Oh, um, <laughs> I, I guess I was speaking more... Um, from the standpoint of um, maybe the way different people talk in the community, yeah, and and so I wasn't sure what to expect, mm-hmm. you know, with with the experience. So it, it was different, but different in a good way. I yeah. liked the idea, and and this was something that I always struggled with. It was you know, Jesus left with the mandate that we are to, um, you know, let others know about God. And I always struggled with what that meant, you know, and, and what that looked like. Mm-hmm. And with Journey, what I liked about it was we are a church where we try to model, I think, and not judge and I felt really good about that piece, mm-hmm. um, and and bringing others who maybe had had bad experiences um, with faith, and those that had never had you know any experience with God, helping them know how much He really wants to have that relationship with them. So. So that was what clicked for me when I went to journey.
1: and was it immediate or was it a slow process like and i said I said there were some controversial things, just a disclaimer for anyone that's listening. <laughs> there's nothing controversial about the music because I've mentioned that as a it's oh. just it's just like the traditional church sense of music where it's not it's not you're just singing from a from a hymn book it's right. a, it's a rock concert, and <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. appeals to the younger younger generation, I feel like. Um but I think a lot of people do enjoy it. Just wanted to clear that up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I didn't want I didn't want to get in <laughs> trouble or anything. Have have Matt or Jared and say, Hey, why did you say that at you know minute seventeen? But I just wanted to like ask like was it an immediate feeling whenever you first got to the church or was it something where you're like, Okay, I really like this process. I really like the way that Matt, you know, applies these things and allows people, like you said, to model what we're supposed to be doing as Christians rather than like, oh, this is what you're, you know, no offense to other churches, but sometimes this is what you're not supposed to do is what's presented rather as this is how you do it. And this is how you spread the message about it.
0: Right. Um, I would say it was, it was pretty immediate from the standpoint that um, Matt's messages. Well, of course, everyone is just very welcoming. Mm -hmm. You, You come in and you feel like, oh, wow, you know, I'm very comfortable here. Yeah. Um, but uh, Matt's messages brought the, the Bible into the present day context. And that started me on the process of really understanding um, what God wanted in my life, what he wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, you know, that's continued. And what was it? Three years ago, I made the decision. I, I mentioned at the beginning of this that I had um, been baptized as an infant, but I made the decision to be baptized again. Wow! And um, yeah, that was a pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Um, we we talk about baptism in many different ways, but I think it's it's for me. I wanted to make a conscious decision as an adult and I wanted to kind of go on record this is this is me I'm yeah. a Christian and um, also with that and and I started you know reading my Bible even more regularly after that but um, I had always felt a pre- God as a presence in my life but baptism was kind of a threshold for me as well, because I felt the Holy Spirit in me much more. And I think that is a real key to baptism Mm -hmm. and that having that Holy Spirit within you really, um, helps guide your life and protect you in many ways from you know the evil that's out
1: there and so you're saying that you immediately felt a difference after baptism yes the second oh, yes. that second time whenever yes. you made that conscious decision mm-hmm. okay and mm-hmm. that's that's really cool so what was that transformation like uh because of course you've been through a lot in your life mm-hmm. was that sort of like they gave you peace was there some sort of like comfort like all of a sudden you just like let out a sigh of relief after after that moment
0: it's it's hard to describe, but it's just, you just feel different inside. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a peace. Um, when you become anxious, you can go back into that and grab a hold and um, deal with your fears. Mm-hmm much more effectively i would say because god's there with you right yeah
1: and just to sit here and kind of hear just a little bit like i i would love to continue and i feel like this could be a super long episode of course (laughs) we try to keep these a little compact so we've kind of just scratched the surface level of joyce i feel like but Mm -hmm. even with that surface level it seems like you've been through a lot of hardship and you've continually maybe, maybe whenever you were younger, didn't fall back on, on Christ. But now in the, in the most recent years, you've definitely said, okay, I can't do this by myself. I'm giving it over to God. So to have that faith journey, right. To where you're like, okay, I need, I need God in my life. And, and you make that concession. Um, how did you kind of get to that point? And maybe who were some people that helped you get there? Maybe some key people in your faith journey?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, in terms of how I got here, I guess, you know, that was just regularly bringing God in, Mm -hmm. you know. um, I don't know when exactly Matt did this, but he he did a, a series on prayer, and that, you know, before that, I I would pray. Now, to me, there's so many different ways that you can pray. And I think when you have, and there's not a right or a wrong way. Um, But Matt was talking about how powerful it was to pray, you know, if you're married as a couple, too. And, And that seemed very awkward. But we tried it, my husband and I. And that was a game changer, too. Um, I think it helped in our relationship. It helped us focus um, in broad ways. And we do that regularly now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, I think prayer is an important part of um, developing your relationship with God. Yeah. And in terms of people who have really influenced me on my journey um, I had a wonderful friend I, I miss him so much but he's in a much better place now um, Bob Bright. and he um, he was a World War II veteran and had seen some just terrible things mm. in his life but he was one of these people that always saw the good in um, in the day in other people, he was just always upbeat, and you know he he talked to me about his um, faith on a number of occasions, and um, you know he he just he had conversations with God, and and that is kind of what got me more into just conversations with God, mm-hmm. God wants to hear it all, you know, the good, the bad, the <laughs> ugly. And um, so he was a real model, someone that I aspire, I, I just want to be more like that. And um, then also I have to say Matt, mm-hmm. um, and maybe, hopefully he won't hear this, <laughs> we got to be careful. Um, no, um, Matt brought the um the message into the context that made it more relevant for my life. Um, I love that his messages come from some different places. you know, I'll read scripture and have something in my head and then he might do a message on that same scripture. And he's able to bring in some things that I hadn't even thought about. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And and so, and I think that, you know, he is also a very wonderful leader because he truly lives, I think, the way that Jesus wants us to. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say those two people are probably the biggest influence on in my life.
1: And... If someone was going through some some things maybe similar to you or just some hardships or maybe just kind of struggling, you know, having that feeling where God is like kind of far away, even though he's just right there, he's always right next to you, willing to talk, but maybe they have that feeling that he's just off in the distance and, you know, like you said, you're not good enough or, or th- mm-hmm. some, that kind of feeling. What would you say to those type of people that that are feeling those things or going through those those similar in- instances like you were?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I would say that God loves you and really wants the relationship with you and to search for ways to connect. Um, And I I think one excellent way is going to the journey. You'll Mm -hmm. find people there that care and want to help you um so yeah
1: that's well that's it's that's really good and and just hearing your story and you've got a really inspiring message i know this this message that's going to go out uh in the behind my journey podcast is going to help a lot of people and Joyce i really appreciate you taking the time to do this um like I said, just listening to you, I feel like I'm better off just from the things that that you just sat here and talked about. So, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. We really appreciate it. The journey. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at journeycallaway dot com. Make sure to rate review and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.